0: D-Lake D- 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 cre- creates Seasons are everywhere in life You got tax season, weather seasons, fashion season, and yes, running seasons Like seasons, you can't keep wearing the same summer clothes in the winter That ain't gonna work So you gotta switch things up and adapt And just like the clothes in your closet I'll teach you how to adapt your eating to support your different run seasons And more on this episode of Trees and D-Lake do master a lot Don't master a little, just stay in the middle Don't master all, don't master none Just be a master of some What is up? Welcome to Trees and D-Lake, an audio and video content series by Mike Trees and me, Darren D-Lake Runs. Here's Mike Trees, a 50-year-plus pro runner and triathlete, on how exactly we want to help you.
1: And the aim of this podcast is to give, in a light-hearted, amusing, and entertaining way hints and tips to help you all run better and enjoy your sporting life more. So let's see how we can go with that. What about me?
0: Well, I've been running and doing this endurance sport thing for like 20, actually 26 years now. I've run a sub three hour marathon and I've done an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours. Language warning, on a few rare occasions, we sometimes use some bad words to get our point across. Apologies for that. And last point, we do all of that in a super short, sharp, and concise way because... Ain't nobody got time for that. This is another fun episode about nutrition, and it's a it's a fun polarizing topic. We're not going to make it polarizing because Mike and I are moderates, but there is an asterisk to all of this, and that nutrition is subjective, and it... it It's based on the individual yourself. Um, That's one thing. So whatever we say is, you know, there's science, there's information. Um, Mike is an expert in exercise science and coaching. I've talked to a lot of professionals, a lot of specialists. I've experimented on myself and I know what works for me. And I know it works for probably most general broad runners. Um, But again, if you need to if you want to try any of these, uh, more of the extreme diets, like the high, the high carb diets or the low carb, please consult with a proper nutrition, nutritionist, nutritionalist, or dietitian whatever you want to call it, wherever you live, um, or your doctor or some sort of professional, because you might have a genetic issue like me and Mike. I just found out that Mike has an issue um, with high cholesterol, and I do too, and we'll probably go into more detail about that genetics. So it's not actually a lifestyle thing, and I have to be really careful about certain foods that I eat. And that actually, I did um, a DNA test, and I found out that certain diets work really well with me, in different times of the season around my training. And that's the whole point of this. So here's the difference on low-carb, smart, clean eating, and high carbs. Warm-up complete. Low-carb obviously is 50 grams or less of carbs. I think extreme low-carb is 20 grams per less per day of carbs. So keto diet is $1. Uh, Atkins, that's a a certain type of low-carb diet. There's a lot of different ones. I like the slow-carb diet personally, um, which is beans and lentils and legumes and all that. You can eat that. That's your only carb. Um, But what I do is I cycle those through. So I'll get into when to use them. Smart, clean eating. That's just normal, healthy eating. Healthy is relative. If you have not, if you're at the end of an Ironman or marathon and you have not consumed any calories or sugar, then a Coca-Cola and a burger will be great for you. That'll be probably a healthy thing that you should eat. You don't want to eat celery and a salad at that point. But if you are sedentary and you haven't exercised in months and years and you're constantly eating burgers and drinking coke, that's not healthy. So everything is subjective in this field of nutrition um, and, and, and diets and, and health and all that. So smart clean eating for me is just eating whole foods, uh, getting, you know, my macros in balance, a little bit more protein probably than most uh, sedentary people, just because protein works really well. Good fats good carbs, good amounts of carbs, not too much, um, complex carbs. Usually that's smart clean eating. I eat that most of the year. And then high-carb diet is more around uh, the, probably the four to six weeks before a specific race or maybe even the day of like a long run or a hard run or maybe even a few hours. So my diet, is it's not even seasonal. My diet's actually – it goes around hours and days and weeks um, and it's like certain meals are to support my training and then I kind of regress back to maybe uh, a smart clean eating diet but I won't go into detail of when to use them. Mike what is your definition of low carb versus let's just say normal smart clean eating and then high carb?
1: Before I go into it I just want to agree that I'm not a dietitian but uh, I've coached for over 35 years now and uh been Training for you know 50 years, so I, I know roughly what works uh, with me and, and the guys I work with. So I've got that sort of experience, which people might be interested. As you say, this is for information purposes only. But uh, what what I've found that that works well with me is that uh, yeah, I have a high. Going back to you, I have a high cholesterol issue, and I found that to keep my cholesterol low, uh, I actually have to cut the sugars down and keep on a, on a lower carb diet. However, I race best on a high carb diet. There's no getting away from it. If I get the carbs right and fuel myself on, on carbs, uh, I, I race at my best. Uh, and I've got, I've been chatting with Becky Briggs, who, who's on our team, coaching team, uh, and she's a nutritionist. She's just uh, finished a degree, uh, sports science, specializing in nutrition. So she's someone who, who speaks with authority uh, and she agrees uh, with, with me totally, you know. Uh, unless you're going for a very slow walk uh, where your, your predominant fuel is fat, uh, if you're going to try and race from a marathon, anything under, uh, you need carbs to, to get you to the finish line. So, yeah, I uh, before races, I up the carbs intake uh, for hard training sessions. I make sure I've got enough carbs in the system. But generally, I'm, I'm trying to watch my sugars uh, specifically more than the carbs. I know sugars are a kind of carb. But I'm trying to stick to whole foods uh, and keep my carbs lower. What I, I liken it to is uh, when I looked at the research, it seemed that converting sugars and carbs into fats is the worst for raising cholesterol. So for me, with the cholesterol issue, it seems that they create the uh, the, the low-density lipoproteins, that the the bad form of of cholesterol that we're trying to avoid uh and in, in without being the, the chemical process which I, I i've learned and sort of keep learning keep forgetting but but the essence the takeaway message is that yeah the if the sugars when they're converted to fat seem to do more damage than taking fats in so what i liken it to is if the liver can store we'll say uh i'll, I'll do it in calories it's easier for people rather than carb things say 2000 calories worth of carbs I, I, I try and keep it to the 1,500 level, I, I try and make sure that my body's not fully saturated with carbs, but I've got enough carbs to use. The The reasoning with my thinking is that if, if, the, if it's saturated and I take in too many sugars and carbs, they then get converted to fats stored in the body, and that raises my cholesterol level. But if I'm constantly below that threshold, I, I'm using those carbs out of the liver, they're not getting converted to fats, so my cholesterol stays lower. So I'm constantly trying to stay below that threshold. So a slightly lower carbohydrate diet, but it's nowhere near that, that low level of a keto diet at less than 50 grams of carbohydrate a day. It's just keeping it below it, I liken it to a tank of petrol in a car. You fill it up. I'm just not filling it to the top. I'm always trying to keep it between halfway full uh, and three quarters full. So I'm trying to keep my tank as it were, my petrol tank, my liver, uh, you know, between half full and three quarters full. However, come race day, I'm gonna fully load it. I want that tank of petrol, you know, I want to go as far as I can, so I want it as full as possible. Now, this isn't quite as healthy, but then I, I equate that back to the old 80-20 rule that I'm always banging on about. You know, what the body's not gonna break down if you are taking a little bit too much sugar, you know, once a while, you know, for for racing. So that's generally in a nutshell, my philosophy is that I try and just stay under the, the threshold of overloading carbs most of the time. But when it comes to racing, I make sure I've got enough carbs in the system to get me through, uh, 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 and and that works for me. Uh, other people who don't have the same cholesterol problem don't need to worry so much uh, about it, so long as they're not taking in too many sugars. You know, so long as you're not adding sugar to coffee, sugar to tea, sugar on your cereal. You know, jam on everything. It's It's sticking to whole foods, uh, uh, keeping off the processed foods. So we can go into that in a little bit more detail. Uh, But but in in essence, I try and watch uh, the sugars I'm eating keep my carbs within reasonable levels. But I think, you know, looking at a a low-carb, high-fat diet that... The keto people go on about they would say, "Wow, you've got a high carb diet." So we're talking. You know, I'm still getting a, a, at least fifty percent of my uh, calories from carbohydrates. So it, it's not a low carb diet by any means.
0: <laughs> Funny enough, about the whole definition that changes, and I've done a couple of you know formulas based on my BMI, and I've done the DEXA scan where they do the you know the full mm. body scan about your body yeah. fat percentage, and then based on. Certain things they then go, if you want to lose weight, you should eat this type of diet macros and calories if you want to maintain your weight and if you want to gain weight. Um, and they they give you different, you know, charts. And every time I look at that and I've even seen stuff, it's like they like 300 grams of they want me to eat between 250 to 300 grams of carbs a day. And I'm like, that is craziness. Like even on like maybe I might touch 250 on a really like high, like I'm trying to fuel up for a race or after a long run or a hard, a hard long race, a 10K half marathon, even a marathon or something, I might touch 300. But for me to eat that many carbs, I, I just, it, it doesn't actually feel, I don't feel good. Okay.
1: And can I, can, I, can I interrupt you there? Just yeah, yeah. for, since we're talking about for beginners, a beginner might not know how much 300 grams oh, are, yeah. of carb is. So roughly times it by four. So that's about 1,200 calories a day coming in through carbs alone. Well, so, g-
0: g- give it, give an example of actual food. How, like what I think uh, yeah. two pieces of bread is what? 25 grams of carbs, 30 grams.
1: So uh, that's, a, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a hundred calories, roughly a piece of bread and uh, 12, 12, at- 12 pieces of bread, 10, 10 to 12. Okay. It. All right. All ten, ten to twelve. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's a lot. That's ten a lot. to twelve yeah, pieces yeah. of bread. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a
0: lot. So yeah, so very very good. Uh, I, I usually give examples. Thank you for, for yeah. giving the example. And you know that I I might eat one sandwich on a hard race day. I really don't eat sandwiches that much. So so yeah, I looking at you know the graphs and what is low carb. What is technically? I actually don't like defining it by exacts. You can, i.e., listeners, mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, if that helps you, but it's It's more I know what a low-carb day is or a low-carb meal is. I know what a normal-carb meal is, and I know what a high-carb meal is. Um, So that might take trial and error, some experimenting on your end. Again, talking to a nutritionist. Let me get to when to use them. Add break. Right now is the part where I go, hey, if you're feeling this, make sure you like, subscribe, rate this, share it out with your friends about how amazing this is, right? All right, while you should go out and do that anyway, how about I actually give you something that will help you? Is the running, health, fitness, and endurance sport internet too much sometimes? Too much conflicting content on how to train right? or you just don't have the time to read and watch the latest trends on how to, I don't know, carb cycle for your next marathon. Don't worry. I'll take care of all that for you by showing you how to train, race, and live 1% better consistently. To do this, just sign up for my free D-Lake Runs newsletter. I figure out this whole 1% better thing so you don't have to by scouring the Endurance Sports Internet's deepest and darkest corners. Go to D-Lake Creates forward slash news, spell the normal way N-E-W-S, to be inspired and motivated on the regular. And back to the show. Let me get to when to use them. So for me, I like to cycle through, and this is the whole point of this this episode is, you know, um, how you can use seasonal approach. The best time i found to use a slow carb, uh, sorry, a low carb diet. Again, I really like the slow carb diet because you get... You do get carbs. They are of the, the legume. So again, beans, that's the best way. And vegetables, they do have a little bit of carbs in them. That's absolutely fine. Um, and you you almost get a balanced diet, but you're not overloading on the breads and the pastas and the potatoes. Those aren't allowed on the slow carb diet. I won't go into the exacts of the slow carb diet. Maybe I'll do that in another episode on my own, a solo episode. But I found that that specific diet works really well in the off season for me. And when I'm trying to lose body fat. Um, and it only works for a short period of time Four, eight weeks tops. And even eight weeks is a lot. I'd probably stop after six weeks. So it's like a tool for me to go slow carb because even in my base training, I'm still burning a lot of carbs. I'm running four or five hours a week. I'm still cycling, swimming, lifting weights. So there are carbs being burned in my energy sources. People aren't working out seven days a week as me. I run everywhere. I literally run commute with my with my son. I don't I don't stay still. You know I run, I ride commute. I, I would swim commute if I could. Uh, I'm sure some people do that in this world. I burn so many calories and therefore so many carbs that I do need carbs in a low. Carb diet doesn't work for me most of the time. Some people only run three days a week, and when they do their running in the off season, it might be really easy running, so they can actually get away with the low, a very low carb diet to lose fat. It won't work for me. Now, for most of the year, I end up eating a smart clean diet, which uh, you know, normal eating, which again just whole foods, and then I ramp it up to. The high carb diet four to six weeks out, and that's when it's usually just around right before training and after training. I will have processed carbs. I don't like them. The gels, uh, the cliff bars, the I've got rice milk and um, coconut water. I like to do that with the powder. The it's basically it's not Gatorade powder, but it's a um, I'll just call it Gatorade powder. It's a it's a company here called Endura which is, I think, I feel like it's only in Australia. It might be in New Zealand, too, um, that no one knows about unless you're down here. But it's basically just a powdered form of a sports drink, and I'll put that in with my rice milk. It's just pure carbs, and it's great right before a hard training session or a race, because that's what my body needs. I'm topping all that gas tank up, that petrol tank up, like you said, and I'm going to burn through that. And then afterwards, it's good as a recovery, but then I'll have, um, you know, lots of fats, lots of proteins, try to get good fats to recover. So again, my diet is constantly shifting through the year, the season, the months and the days and the hours of the day. And each diet will support that shift. How about you? When,
1: when do you use them? I used to, Worry about diet a lot and, and think, how can I keep cholesterol down is one thing. Uh, and it, back in the seventies, when I started running, it was all high carb, high carb. Uh, and I hadn't really thought about it and studied it in detail. So high carb for me was just, okay, you know, toast, that's high carb, pancakes, that's high carb. It, it was all processed foods and sugars. So, uh, and science does change on this a lot. It's back, batting backwards and forwards between high carb and low carb and what's best. And I think most people get very confused. Uh, and the more I look at it, the more I I get confused. But I think the takeaway thing for me is I try and keep it simple. Now is I I go to a whole food approach. So, for example, people say that uh, you know orange juice is not good for you because of the sugar spikes and it's simple carbs. Apple juice is not good for you, but it seems that if you actually eat the whole apple uh, and the whole uh, fruit. You're getting the protective element from the fiber in there. So, the, the carbs that you're getting are good for you. So, I come to a very simple approach now. I don't mind, you know, how much fruit I take in, so long as it's whole fruit. I have no problem with eating vegetables, so long as they're whole vegetables. Uh, uh, but when it comes nearer to racing, yes, I do shift a little bit more to processed foods because it's easier to get the calories and the carbs in. But, uh, and also, it, it's good to have the processed foods nearer a race. Because there's less fibre, so there's less risk of actually needing to go to the toilet. I mean, everything—it's <laughs> quite simple without going into too much detail. Uh, the, the simplest sugars, it, it burns—it's a, a, a cleaner fuel in it, in essence. Uh, and so, therefore, you get the calories without ne- with needing the toilet breaks on, on the way. So, generally, I'll go for high fibre, you know, uh, unrefined, whole food diet—you know, vegetables. Uh, basically anything that your grandmother would have called food. So uh, if, if you go somewhere and shopping and it's something your grandmother wouldn't have recognized it, it's probably not good to be eating. That's another very simple way of putting it. So I, I'm trying to simplify everything because the more we, we discuss things, the more we find that you know you, you can find research with with diet uh, and then you can find another research that conflicts it. So depending on which side uh, it's very polarized and which side of the spectrum you're sitting on, people will argue different things. But uh, I, I be been re- listening to a podcast recently, and I forgot who it was by now, but it's quite fascinating saying that these studies on diet always show different things. And It seems that diet isn't the biggest factor in longevity. The biggest factor in longevity is actually doing zone two aerobic exercise. Uh, and they say it's true that you can outrun a bad diet if you do enough exercise. So that what they're saying is, keep exercising that's a much better predictor for health and longevity than than diet but don't neglect diet keep your your bad fats you know uh saturated fats you, know, you still keep off the fast foods uh, in general you, you still keep off the donuts uh, and the fried foods uh, and the fatty foods and you stick to a whole food diet uh a, a homemade foods uh unprocessed and you're probably gonna Live a, a unless you're unlucky with other fact, genetic factors reasonably healthy life. So long as you're exercising, exercise is a much better predictor of longevity uh, than diet is. So, uh, so that's what I'm focusing on now, uh, rather than worrying about the diet. and And also, stress is a big killer. So the more you stress about your diet, and I've got to get the macros right, the macros right, forget all that. I think there's so much stress there. The stress will probably kill you quicker than the diet will. So, yeah, uh, in general. Let's let's just try and eat a, a generally well-balanced diet, get the proteins in, get some good fats in and some good carbohydrates and not worry if it's 65%, 60%, 50%, so long as we're getting enough in to fuel us for the sessions we need to do the training. Uh, I think our body's pretty smart to to get by the rest of the time.
0: It's a good point on the, the genetics. Um, and I'll actually, I'll just kind of end this with a story about, a quick story about my own, my my path to figuring out how my body is wired and my own, my own genetics with certain foods. So, um, I got away with eating whatever I wanted to eat up until my early thirties. So I'm, I'm at the time of this recording, I'm 40 years old right now. And it was about 31, 32, where if I didn't exercise for, you know, if I didn't do proper, like running every other day, uh, I would start seeing kind of a bit of weight starting, you know, to come around my neck and stuff. And it was around 34, 35. I took I, I didn't even take off. I was still training the normal way I trained after my Ironman, but a lot of other things were happening, so I wasn't doing my, you know, 2 hours a day training. It was just more 30 minutes here, 10 minutes here, you know, 45 minute ride there, whatever. I was not lifting weights at all, and I was just eating the same that I was eating to always feel full. And I would always kind of at the end of the night I'd drink a beer or two. Um and then I would eat cookies and i remember that and i just remember just sitting back and i was like wait am i getting fat and i I think oh i put uh one of those osprey like hiking backpacks i was commuting and i had it around my stomach and i was like what is this pudge around my stomach and i've never weighed i've never weighed myself i didn't know what a normal weight was i really didn't do blood tests so i was like okay this is a perfect time for me to do you know, my own life hacking, biohacking, and I can experiment on myself and really figure out how to lose weight. And it ended up being body fat and then how to gain muscle. So I'll put a link in the show notes about that whole story. Um, but through that, I ended up going, I tried keto, I tried slow carb, which I landed on, which is really good. Um, I tried a couple of different things and I, I really liked the slow carb diet but my cholesterol's through the roof. I was getting blood tests and my cholesterol, cholesterol was out of control because keto diet is all saturated fats. And I was like, I'm losing weight. And they were like, oh, actually I wasn't losing weight at that point. And they were just like, the doctors were like, what, what is this? You know, maybe stop with all the crap that you're eating. And I was like, but it's keto, it's healthy. And that's what I thought, it's not. Um, healthy is subjective. So through more and more research, uh, I did some DNA tests. And finally, it was about six months ago, I was talking to a doctor and I was like, hey, I, I think I have uh, genetically high cholesterol. And she was like, yeah, because you're super fit, you know, and because my cholesterol is even when I'm at my fittest, my cholesterol is right at the border of like healthy and unhealthy. And she's like, what I think is happening is based on your test, based on your DNA stuff that you've done, et cetera, et cetera. What's happening is your body can't process saturated fats very well. So what you have to do is you have to be really careful with that. And then uh, what it, what uh, the saturated fats you're consuming? So it's different than what you're doing. Whereas the carbs for you get your cholesterol high. The saturated fats for me make my cholesterol high. So I need to make sure I'm getting the uh, the good fats, omega threes, olive oil, salmon. Uh, what else is this? Seeds, nuts, etc. Um, and that will help even the celium husk is another thing and that will help my body process saturated fats. So most people are fine and they can eat a normal diet whereas I have to just stay away from that and even so I have to make sure that I'm using certain um I wouldn't say supplements but certain foods that help a lot of you know foods high in fiber just in general a lot of vegetables to help my body process that saturated fat better um or I will you know I could die of a, if I didn't sort all this out I could die of a heart attack at 55 and you know I'm exactly how I am super fit you know very skinny muscular and it's like I still have clogged arteries with um you know high LDLs and and all that stuff so uh that that was that was kind of an aha moment and it's been years in the making I'm still figuring things out but I have to stay away from the the you know the the fatty beefs and i have to i do eat meat and um the fatty porks and all that and i have to go for the lean meats and i have to go for uh you know again i have to eat more avocados i don't like avocados personally side note <laughs> <laughs> i just don't like them like i have to put uh you know i put salt and lemon and like hot sauce on them and all this stuff uh to make it i usually you know mix it with other things um i just don't like them they just i, th- I think i might be allergic to them again conversation for another day. So yeah, it's just, this was like my journey and it's really interesting. Um, I had a lot of pieces of data kind of confirm all these things and I'm glad I didn't get sucked into low carb only, low carb only because I would have, you know, arteries that are just uh, a hot mess
1: full full of everything that would kill me. You've made made a point that I I looked at the the keto diet and I I studied Maffetone and Maffetone's diet and I have tried it and, uh, and I've worked that. But the difference for me, that I, it actually helped me lower my cholesterol, but the difference for me is I don't eat meat. I, I, I'm a pescatarian. So that I actually don't eat, and, and I did think even when I was on it, I was thinking, well, even so, I'm still not going to take, you know, a shed load of cream uh, and, and a ton of butter. Uh, so even when I was on the, the the so-called keto diet, it was fish. It was salmon. It was avocados. It was nuts. It was seeds. I was getting the fats through, and I never really – got to that point of less than 50 grams, I was still at probably around about 100 grams of carb a day, even what I call a low diet, but it, it it did bring my cholesterol down, but I was avoiding the, the bad saturated fats, uh, the, the beefs and the porks and, and mutton and things like that, uh, and, and the suet and, uh, and the dairy products uh just from my natural diet. So I, I did have a point with that that I never really mentioned it. But the the problem with keto is I always saw it. and again I'm not a dietitian so and again nobody really knows that I just felt it just seemed wrong that eating all that beef and, and shoveling down all that butter just didn't sit well with me. Uh, but if I kept on a on a what I call a clean keto, well not even a clean keto just a lower carb, a clean diet with lower carbs, uh yeah, my my cholesterol and my blood profile was good. But this is the, the killer. You, know, you then say, oh, Yeah, I could run at a, my heart rate's low. Hey, everyone knows it's like I can I can run all day at like ninety-five, heart rate <laughs> of ninety-five. But if, if I'm trogging along super slow, yeah, I could go all day. But then you say, Mike, run a ten K. Well, I couldn't do that on a keto diet. Mm. Absolutely no way. You've gotta have the carbs in. So this is where it, it it's that balance that it's it's uh, a much higher, it, it's a balanced diet, really. It, it's higher than the keto diet. It, it's lower than the traditional high carb diet, uh, that I, I survive on mostly. But, uh, generally when it comes to racing and I'm doing an Ironman shortly, uh, that last week, it, I'll be cutting down a lot of the fats, uh, and I'll be cutting down the proteins towards the end and, uh, just making sure I'm, I'm free loaded with, with simple carbs which probably long-term is is not good for the body, but short-term, it's going to get me through the race. So, yeah, we, we've got to come up with what we what we need. Can I just say one interesting fact, actually, that I uh, I had an angiogram uh, just because I had high cholesterol and, and I had a great doctor in the UK years ago. And he said, look, my, the simplest way is let's just get a camera, let's go inside your heart, let's have a look, uh, and let's see, that's a gold-plated test to see what you look like. And so he went in and he said, Said, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, you've got high cholesterol. He said, yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, a, a buildup of cholesterol. You're clogging in the arteries. He said, but nothing at all that, that we would do any operation. He said, I think you've got a 20% blockage in, in, in one thing. We, we don't generally do any interventions until you're over 75, 80%. He said, but on the side, he said, you have the biggest arteries, literally I've ever seen in the world. And I do this test on lots of sport people. So that 20% blockage your arteries are still bigger than 99% of the population. So he was saying, yeah, so just be careful with the cholesterol because it, it will block up at some point, you know, keep going. But you're, you've got so much space in there, it's causing absolutely zero problem for you. So he, he literally made a point that, yeah, if you do enough sport, you cannot run a bad diet. Uh, now, it doesn't mean have a bad diet. It just means that I think exercise is actually more important for most people than diet. Having said that, I still think we we still need to think about what we're eating, what we're putting in our, our bodies in terms of, you know, uh, general health. Uh, but but I don't think a lot of people need to stress about it too much because if we get into the into what I call fad diets and go too much one way, I, I think that can cause problems as well. And it can cause problems with stress uh, and lifestyle issues and finicky. And you're not you're just not joining the real world, you know, going out for a meal with the, with the wife and family and everyone say. Oh, I hope you're not gonna, you know, go down your usual route uh, of such and such. Uh, and I've lost my my sister. You know, she she got uh, cancer, which we think was caused by bulimia, uh, which because she was anorexic for most of her life. Oh. So uh, I, I had have personal experience of this and, and going out for meals with her and shoveling around the the food around the plate to make it look as though she was eating. So I I, I definitely in that camp of. Let's try and just get a balanced approach to to nutrition uh, with everything. And so uh, not get, as you were saying, into the macros and the micros too much. Just have a general balanced approach to to diet.
0: Great points on all that. So we talked about uh, how, why dieting should be specific to how you're training. Uh, The difference between low carb, let's say normal, smart, clean eating, which is, you know, middle and high carb diets, when to use them, when not to use them, how I used it. Bit of my background stories bit of your background and your stories and uh a question for the audience for everyone listening or watching um what do you use as the best diet for you during like the year what would be your go-to like most training sessions you know post-race or oh, sorry not post-race post-training session what what is your normal kind of diet and meals look like. I'm interested in that. So hit us up via email. You can hit me up, talk at dlakecreates.com, or you could hit us up on Instagram. It's probably the easiest place if you're on there. Mike is run.energy and I am at dlakecreates. I'll spell the normal way. Anything else you want to say about this, Mike?
1: No, just a final point for, for me as a, as again, as a take home that I, I think find work is keep sugar. Sugar seems to be the body. Uh, it's it, in you know, all the research at the moment, and saturated fats keep coming up again. So, uh, again, you know, donuts such full of fat saturated fats and sugar, right? So, it's it's trying to keep those things down. Nat- saturated fats that naturally occur occur in, in fishes. I'm not too fussed about, uh, and sugars that naturally occur in fruit. I'm not too uh, uh, concerned about. So, it's it's thinking of those baddies, uh, and it, it they come packed in just about all processed food. So, for me. Uh, My big take home is so long as I'm cooking natural foods and whole foods at home, I think I'm on a pretty good uh, diet. Uh, And that's, you know, I I know we're talking about information only, that would be my recommendation that, you know, just try and keep that processed food uh, and fast food to a minimum. Let's go.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So. A.K.A. d Lake. Tips and tactics. You can train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the pity, you could beat your course records that comes in your upcoming season. Right, don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. Ask that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest, rest and sleep all night. night. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little. Just stay in the middle. Don't master all. Don't master You're none. Just be-, just be a master of some. This episode is brought to you by Energy Coaching which is Mike Tree's coaching service. Mike coaches beginners to pros and all levels in between. No one is too fast and no one is too slow. All the coaches have a desire to learn and improve with their athletes. Energy coaching focuses on the 1500 meters to marathon running and triathlon training. Energy coaching is usually overbooked. So Instagram and this podcast venture, Tree's and D Lake, gives Mike and the rest of his energy coaching team a way to reach out to more people and help them. Contact Mike and his team at nrg-coaching.com for more info. That's the letters nrg-coaching.com, no spaces, for more information. Time. Time is a resource that no one can make more of, not yet at least. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen, watch, and generally consume all of this stuff. Accessibility is pretty cool nowadays, so we have a transcript for all of the episodes. Make sure to go to the show notes section on this episode, on whatever podcast player you're listening to, or you can go to the description of this video on YouTube, or just go to dlegcreates.com forward slash transcripts. All of this was produced in Sydney, Australia, so I acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. A lot of people ask how they could support us and I think the easiest way is to just share this out to people you know that would like this. So whether it's a podcast link from Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening on, or you're watching on YouTube, send them the link, or even, you know, the Instagram post, my newsletter, blog posts, etc. We try to make it super accessible. The second easiest way is to rate like or subscribe to this podcast and or video on YouTube, or even subscribe to my newsletter. If you have any feedback, feel free to hit me up. Talk at DLakeCreates.com. That's the letters T-A-L-K at DLakeCreates.com, spelled all the normal way. Train smart, race, and live easy. Peace.